Hey, Stacy, can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, Michael, you know what it was? <laughs> you know down, you know down the bottom where you've got the little microphone. Yeah. I had it just like on the headphones. I didn't realize that that was you need to have like the little microphone. Yeah. And then oh my, what the? All right, man, I'm just gonna do an intro because I can just trim the fat once the audio downloads so okay do that and then we'll jump in good to see your face good to see you man <laughs> uh it's been so long all right hey guys my name's sean and welcome back to the worth living for podcast um this is going to be episode 12 episode 12 and today we're just going to be talking about marriage covenant and divorce and i i New personally, I couldn't do this episode on my own because I haven't been married for that long. Um, I only celebrated first year of being married um, in September this year. Um, so I definitely wanted to get um, my good friend Stacy on this episode because um, I truly believe he can give some wisdom and advice. But um, Stacy, before we jump into it, man, um, what you've been up to, how have you been and What's something different in your life at present? I've been doing really good. Uh, super duper mega busy over here. Um, people have definitely not stopped buying tile or granite because that's pretty much uh, the extent of what I do work-wise. So we're, we're very busy that way. We've been blessed mm -hmm. immensely. Um, financially and stuff like that so it's it's been a great time there um it's been one of those times though where you know it's time to uh, put a roof on the house it's time to replace the dryer it's time to <laughs> you know uh i've got a recently this year something that's been an awesome blessing is we um were able to get an acre of land that's right beside us from my wife's biological father, father, and it has a vineyard on it, which uh, we're not really wine drinkers or anything like that, but we have this vineyard over there. So we've been like praying and, you know, trying to figure out mm. you know, what are we going to do over there on that land? But I did buy me a little farm vehicle, you know, to work on the land with and stuff like that. So it's been pretty awesome, man. That's awesome, dude. That's so good. Um, how long did your wife's father own, it, own that land for? Oh, probably since the 70s. Dude, man, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's he's had it for a while. Yeah. But he's getting really old, and he uh, he really blessed me and my wife as far as, like, you know, giving it to us for a very good price. We lived on some land that her mom and uh, other dad gave us, her real dad, and uh, it was just a rough place to live. It was pretty much, you know, we have bad winters here. Mm. Uh, they've not been as bad in the last couple of years, but I uh, raised my kids up there. We lived up there for like 20 years, and uh, my wife called it Hell Hill. <laughs> Uh, it earned the right because it's straight up and down you know hill going up to our house but mm. in the winters it was rough uh yeah. navigating 
that with kids and get, trying to get groceries and stuff up and mm. down like that. So, yeah, man. Yeah, man. S- same with us. Oh, probably not so much, but um, we finally got into our house and because we moved in last, yeah, last Friday. And yeah. the, the tenant that they were um, having difficulties, like sort of moving on and granted in the fact that she's an older lady um, and from what we understand, she's slowly progressing into that stage of dementia, Alzheimer's sort of thing. So she came around on Saturday um, just to apologize for being difficult and stuff like that, mainly to pick up some mail because she hadn't like done the uh, mail redirection. Um, But man, that was such a, (laughs) that was such a like, um, god thing because leading up to it was like really frustrating and you know me and my wife not being older people we just couldn't understand like this lady saying she's christian like why is she being so difficult like if you get a, an eviction notice you just move on it's like that easy um yeah. but when she came around on saturday i was like man this is really i really gotta put my money where my mouth is and decide well, am I a Christian or am I not a Christian? Because the way I treat this lady is going to more or less define that, you know what I mean? And I mean, I, I didn't speak to her at all because I was just doing yard work and whatnot. But um, well, my wife's dad was just like, he thought that was so um, like beautiful of her, not only for coming around and apologizing because she didn't even have to do that. Like, you yeah. know, because the poor lady's got, what's potentially onset dementia so it's not her fault um and in my line of work you know you'll go to a client's place and they won't even remember that you went like the week before (laughs) you know they might think you're just a new person um so i can understand the situation so and and then she came around again like 7 30 8 o'clock on a tuesday night this week (laughs) to pick up some more mail um yeah so yeah man um yeah just been we got like this big water feature and when me and when me and um trinette came and have a, had a look at the house i think we were just gobsmacked because we were like how have we come to a rental property that's been well looked after like maintained and all that you know yeah. and around the side of the house we have to get rid of it as soon as possible among a few other things but because it's like a termite potential risk but it's like this massive water feature and they've used like the bricks, they've used like the bricks that were left over from building the house, put them all together, built like sort of an igloo looking thing and then put like an irrigation system running through it from top to bottom sort of thing. Um, And then they've laid cement over it and then also added these huge like rocks. So I've I've been chipping it away, chipping away at it since last Saturday. But man, it's like, where do you hit this thing? <laughs> yeah. So, and my, and my wife's dad's just like, Sean, just, you don't have to be macho, man. You know, you just get a jackhammer <laughs> sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, man, I think before we jump into it, man, because um, I've been talking to my wife a little bit about it. And um, man, divorce is such a tricky top- topic to... um. I guess uh talk about because as far as I'm aware and the only the only reason for divorce that I've come across in the Bible is if 
either person commits adultery so they sleep with someone that's not their you know wife um, or husband and I like it's challenging because I think you know God is so good at um redeeming and restoring like stories he's so good at healing pain and significant wounds um and i think in our days especially especially because um you know you even just got to look at music like god's just being removed from pretty much a lot most things these days and so the worldly perspective is basically like well no nah, man you can divorce someone for anything like if they treat you like crap for like a week or two, well then separation. But I don't think people understand what divorce means because it's not like you just you both go in your separate rooms for like a couple of years and you know keep friendly or whatever. It, it literally means like severing a limb. <laughs> like if you want to put like that, it's basically kind of a farm and you never see that person again. You know and. Yeah, but it's so tricky, man, because I, I do believe in that circumstance, divorce is probably the best option because at the end of the day, like, um, trust has been broken. Um, there's been significant um, uh, dishonest in that relationship. But at the same time, I also think... Um, I also think God can, can redeem and restore relationships that you know are affected in that way so um i don't know man you know me i've got no script or <laughs> just run run you know roll with it but um yeah man what what's your thoughts on divorce because i know we talked a little bit about it and um you just basically said divorce like shouldn't happen sort of thing i think uh well it's not that I think I believe, mm. um, and I, I believe this for a long time, that it's very important for, uh, you know, people, you know, you, you chose each other at, at some point. Mm. And, uh, you know, when we go through wedding vows, which, you know, this day and age, um, you know, a lot of people have a lot of different wedding vows and stuff like that, but um, traditional biblical wedding vows, you know, and really, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know what scope that you want to cover on this, but I'm gonna, I can I can really only speak from a Christian perspective, mm. and um, how believers, uh, people who are um, committed Christians and stuff like that, uh, what I believe on that level, I can't really speak from a secular level because like you just said, I mean, they're free to, uh, marry somebody and, you know, mm. change it out like a, like a new car. Mm. Uh, so they have that prerogative, um, as far as, you know, the Christian and stuff like that. Um, I think it's very important for two people that, um, decided to come, you know, into a relationship and choose each other in front of God is very important. And I think, you know, me and my wife uh, have been through a lot of hard times. There's been a lot of differences. There's been times where um, I was unbearable. Um, me and my wife split up for a while. 
back uh, probably it's probably year five or year six of our marriage, and um, we'd been we've been married uh, I think twenty seven years this year, but mm-hmm. year five or six uh, we split up, and and um, we were actually even talking about this yesterday. Uh, I was really trying to do what I thought was right and be a good Christian husband and dad. But I was so zealous and religious and uh, oppressive. Um, I was destroying, you know, what God really meant for us to be for each other. So to get to what you're saying, um, as far as um, I don't believe divorce that there. I don't even what it says say for the cause of fornication. I, I'm going to be honest. I, I really, if you really look at it, I don't even really think that that's an allowance either. I think that when you come into a covenant relationship as two Christians under God, it's like it's holy. Mm-hmm. Um, something there that's very important, very sacred that, uh, you know, we need to take very, very, very seriously. And uh, I, I'm going to be honest, like, my pastor preached on covenant relationship and he preached on covenant relationship between husbands and wives and Christians in the church. Um, that podcast, I don't think is no longer up on our website, but, uh, he encompassed it in ways that brought new revelation. And, you know, as the Holy spirit leads, I'll try to, you know, share those things with you and with everybody here. But, Man, he talked about when God puts a covenant relationship together, when it's torn apart, you'll you'll never be the same. Mm. You'll never be the same person. Now, like you said, God is a God of redemption. People make mistakes. People do things out of ignorance and life moves on. And it's not that there's not redemption for you, but there's a piece of you that's tore apart that, um, you know, you will live with that for the rest of your life. It's a reality. Um, you know, uh, when you come into covenant relationships with with people and, you know, fellow Christians and stuff like that, it hurt. You know, you can get hurt sometimes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's very important. I don't think, in my personal opinion, there's like once you come under that that holy authority of Yahweh and what he has put together, let no man tear apart i really think like you know even if you move on (laughs) you know what i'm saying you're you're either still you know together and if it's tore apart like like it takes something you become one person with that person like i am one person with my wife god made it that way in you know the spiritual realm and the physical realm we are one person, and if we are tore apart, you know, for fornication or whatever, it, it like it's bad. Like, like I think understanding and fearfully seeking out and understanding, like when Yahweh, like put those things in motion. Like that's why when you come into a, co- I believe when you come into a covenant relationship with Yahweh, like there's nothing you can do to destroy that relationship. Like he's going to, you know, when he starts something, he finishes it. He's not going to start something in you, you know, and 
and not finish it in you. Like like it's gonna it's gonna come to fruition yeah. one way or the other. He's going to be he's going to finish what he began. And it's the same when we come into that relationship with him as Christians. I believe you know that uh, it's going to come to fruition. You know, what I'm saying like yeah. like yeah. it's serious. Well, that, and I know it's not the topic we're talking talking about, but it's a, it's the same thing with like um, sexual intimacy. Because I mean, if we if we're being honest, um, the societal the cultural view on sexual intimacy nowadays is hit it and quit it. If you want to have sex with someone, just do it. There's no ramification. There's no consequence, whatever. But it's actually not because like that sexual intimacy in the, nowadays is basically like society saying, have sex with however many people you want until you meet someone that's going to love you the way um you feel like you should be loved or you know get married get divorced get married get divorced repeat the cycle till you meet the right person and it's just like what and and um i've been thinking a lot about this lately man and um feel free to share your thoughts because it might also cover the topic of covenant but i truly believe you none of us cannot love ourselves or other people correctly if we have not experienced Yahweh's love because human love is conditional like you treat me right great but if you treat me like crap or stuff you friendship over don't want to know you um don't don't come in my face or whatever and but Yahweh's love is unconditional because literally like Jesus died on the cross while we were still sinners. And um, the the fact that Jesus became so um, horribly disfigured that the disciples that actually spent time in his ministry, spent time with him, couldn't even recognize him after he was beaten and murdered on the cross. (laughs) Like that's what he had to become just so we could be forgiven. So uh, Lately, man, I've been thinking a lot about this, like I said before, that I think it's really impossible for us to actually say that we love ourselves and we're comfortable uh, comfortable in our own skin and that we love other people, let alone being in a relationship with someone if we haven't actually experienced Yahweh's love. Yeah. And, and, and I think... It's my personal opinion, and I know, I don't know if you'd agree, or other people would agree, but it's always going to be my, it's my personal opinion that the reason why people get divorced and the reason why people go from, from one relationship to another is because they haven't, if you haven't experienced Yahweh's love, if you, have, if you actually haven't given that a chance, or even just attempted to go on that journey with Yahweh, then your foundation and, and your context of love is horrible. <laughs> uh, what, what are your thoughts on that, man? I think that once you've experienced, uh, I mean, in your opinion, like when you say experience the love of Yahweh, 
how how does that culminate for you? Like, how how do you formulate that for yourself? I think for me, I formulate I formulate that in the way that, um, and I try my best not to make them. But if I make mistakes, or or I stuff up, or I do the wrong thing, it means that um, it it doesn't necessarily mean that the relationship with you know God, the Holy Spirit. And Jesus, it doesn't mean that that's completely severed. It means that I can, you know, repent, believe again, and actually start that relationship again. It doesn't mean that you know, oh, there's a disconnection. So now what? I'm stuck with a wound that's never going to heal, or I'm stuck in a place that, um, you know, I, I don't like myself and may as well end my life. You know what I mean? Like for me, it's that unconditional love of knowing that sweet. I get to come back and and not come back in that, you know, arrogant sort of like, oh yeah, I went away and enjoyed my sin and I get to come back. But in that way, like, yeah, I feel ashamed and, and, and apologetic for what I've done, but I know that I can come back to my father. Um, where, where, whereas, whereas if you're talking about the human perspective, normally if you've got a friendship with someone that's not christian at least in my experience and you do something wrong um and you apologize um, most of the time the relationship's over and you just got to pray that that wound heals and god bridges the gap between that broken relationship but and sadly a lot of people um choose to put that spin on the personality of yahweh Hmm. um you know, once you, once you come in, you know, you know, once, you know, you and him have started this covenant relationship together. Now, one thing that I think is important about, you know, what we're talking about here is our covenant relationship with Yahweh is the archetype. It is the pinnacle. It is the, the great, you know, the, the archetype of you know, what the image of our relationship looks like with our wife, because, you know, obviously we're referred to as the bride and stuff like that. So I think like for me, you know, there is, um, there is an, uh, when you are in consistent and consistent intimacy, with your wife the way that you should be. Now, I'm not necessarily just talking about sex. Um, sex definitely is part of it. But uh, when I talk about being intimate with your wife, being able to share your heart, being able to share your feelings, being able to share your dreams, being able to share, you know, sexual intimacy and, um, you know, uh, loving each other, you know, just paying each other attention and stuff like that. With Yahweh, it's the same kind of relationship. Mm. Um, I believe personally that, uh, and I believe it because it is my life, is that, you know, understanding under the premise of the things that you said is very important. But what is very, very important is understanding that um, I can fail miserably. And sure, you know, we, you know, you don't, don't want to just take, you know, take it lightly but you got to understand too that you know 
we can always come and, and crawl up into Yahweh's arms and um, feel safe and protected. Mm. And really, that's where we want to stay. You know what I'm saying? You want to stay in that place. And in that place is intimacy. And in and what I'm getting to here is I believe that worship and spending quality time with Yahweh throughout the day, <laughs> Rick Pino, which is a, a, you may or may have never heard of this guy, but he came to our church and was singing. And he said something, man, that was like, I've thought a lot about that. I was even thinking about this week about how, you know, you can go without water for seven days. You can go without eating for 30 days, but how long can you go without air, you know? Mm. And, you know, experiencing uh, worship is like breathing, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it says to be continually in prayer. And I believe that that's an encouragement saying, you know, being in intimacy with Yahweh throughout the day. Mm. Uh, because, man, I can only pray for you so much. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can pray and mm. do these, you know what I'm saying? It, it gets redundant. But having an open relationship where you're talking to Yahweh, being intimate, and, you know, having worship time with him and stuff like that is very pivotal and very important. And I, and I say all those things to say this, that, you know, in that holy covenant relationship, in that holy covenant time, um, having that with your wife, is very very important it's very important to your marriage to to take time to do those things it's very important in a relationship with Yahweh to take time to uh you know understand who we are who our identity is let him teach us let him teach us through his word um how much he loves us what he thinks of us I mean he has, he has a special word for you um, on who you are that I can never, you know what I'm saying? I, I can never relay that to you. I mean, I might be able to like encourage you into the place to where you can hear Yahweh tell you that. And uh, it's nothing against prophecy. I think prophecy is great, man. And uh, I think it's a beautiful, wonderful thing that happens within, you know, Christian family and stuff. But I mean... That's all I got on that. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, that's easy, it, see, this this is this is um this is a tedious part of not having a schedule thing because you're like, man, what do we talk about now? It's all good. Um, yeah, man. So awkward pause. <laughs> nah, yeah, man. So because for me, before I met Trinette. And like I started going to church and got baptized in 2009. I've been baptized three times. The first two times it wasn't really, it was just like, eh, I'll do it because people are telling me to do it. The third time was like the legitimate time. Um, but that's besides the point. <laughs> um, before I met Trinette, like I thought it would be cool to, you know, have a girlfriend, have sex whenever you want do whatever you want and when I got baptized in 2009 I realized that 
I'd been trying to, I'd, I'd more or less real, came to the conclusion that I've been trying to look for love, self-acceptance self and self-worth from the wrong place. That's why I really think I've been having a lot of conversations lately, um, especially this year with God about the fact that, um, and I know I keep harping on about it, but um, lately, but um, that's why I just really think it's impossible for people to have actual healthy and functional relationships without having that intimate relationship with Yahweh, you know, because like well, I know about you. Yeah, and because I, mean, I, I know about you, man, but like um, you have crappy days. You know, yeah. you, you don't wake up feeling good about yourself every day. That's just, you know, the human condition, the sinful world we live in. Some some days you just wake up and you just feel like crap and you just don't enjoy your life. And that's why I think it's really important for us to know Yahweh because at the end of the day, um, and that's the thing I love about um god because he doesn't he doesn't like just um he doesn't just flick away your emotions like he'll meet you where you're at and say hey man like you're feeling like crap that's great let's deal with it let's not push it under a rug um let's deal with your emotions so we can get you back on track to thinking correctly about yourself and if you're in a relationship that's amazing because then you can actually start to think um, good about your partner because if you're feeling crap about yourself you might see your wife in the morning and she might have like the crazy bed hair and look like she woke up on the wrong side of the bed and you might say something you regret like hey you're looking pretty ugly this morning where's your makeup or something you know something just something crazy I'll, like I'll, that I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest sean i don't know any man with any sense who's gonna say that to their wife <laughs> neither do i neither do i <laughs> <laughs> no i know what you're saying though but you know like, what i mean like sometimes we say stuff yeah I know un un saying. unintentionally and it might be a joke i know what like, you're saying i think you just got to be i think yahweh really helps us um be in that right headspace you know what i mean and oh, yeah. like um i don't know i i'm not going to mention any names or whatever just personal reasons but and I'm not I'm not throwing shade at their relationship, but um, so I got to be careful. Um, but my sister and her fiance, um, they've been together for over ten years. I don't even know how long now. Um, and they've got three uh, beautiful children. Um, their their oldest um, girl turned ten, um, like Monday or Tuesday, I think it was. But um, they're not married. Um, um, they're not Christians or whatever. And um, it's really difficult to talk about because statistically speaking, they're like a one in like 50,000 relationship. Like they're still together. They've got children. And, you know, it seems good, you know, Um I really wish um, Yah the relationship individually and collectively Yahweh was at the center of that relationship, but it's not. So it's one of those it is what it is situations. But um, yeah, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, sometimes it works out, other times it doesn't. But you don't want to like 
you don't want to muck around in this area um, when it comes to having or not having a relationship with Yahweh, because I think it just adds so much um, validity to the relationship. Because, um, you know, when, like I said before, if you're not feeling good about yourself, Yahweh's there and he's going to help you to redefine your identity and figure that out, especially in the, in the emotional um, state you're in. Plus, he's going to help your partner, you know. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. And sorry, man, I don't know if I answered your question before, but that's pretty much the only response I had. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think... When you're, uh, I just think that you know when you're when you're in the covenant relationship, there's just something more. You know, there's something more about that. I mean, you know, for people who haven't came into that, they're trying to enjoy the benefits without the, mm. <laughs> without the. The, the holy covenant and i think you know i think you're missing out i think that one thing that yahweh really wants for us is to to live in covenant relationships knowing that um when we come into this relationship and and understand that um being fearful of him you know what i'm saying mm. of, of his command on covenant relationship um, should dictate uh, me and Sean are going to be friends from now on because I'm not going to quit on him. Mm. He's not going to quit on me. Me and my wife are going to be together. And a lot of people are afraid of that because to give people that control uh, because, you know, people can take advantage of you. And of course you don't want to allow yourself, you know, if you're in a bad relationship, yes, like I said, um, that's a whole different thing. But for believing people who are, you know, trying to to have a healthy relationship, uh, you know, God don't want us to live in fear. We should be able to relinquish that control and understand that that person that we're in that relationship with is going to honor and you know be respectful and and they're in the fear of the lord in that as well and understand that you know when i'm having a bad morning <laughs> and you know like you were saying earlier yeah sometimes man it's easy to say the wrong thing at the wrong time and you know people you know have different feelings and stuff and you know me and my wife are still dealing with uh sometimes we misinterpret each other Sometimes she might think that I'm upset about something, but I'm I'm not. Or maybe she might feel like it's directed towards her, but it's not. So I think, you know, God said to take into account each other's shortcomings. Mm. And I think that's another another uh, thing about uh, covenant relationship that uh, that is important to uh, be encouraged to uh, know that you know, sometimes people have a bad day. Sometimes people go through things, you know. Um, 
and that's just you know part of navigating those things and loving each other and uh you know I heard, man, from the get-go when me and my wife got married, keep God the center of your relationship and all this stuff. And it's like, it's like, man, you know, you get tired mm -hmm. trying to do all these crazy things to try to make sure that your marriage, you know, is right whenever I, I really, I'm going to be honest with you, like, if I am skimping or being lazy and not honoring my covenant relationship with Yahweh and spending time in that my relationship with my wife is suffering my relationship with my children is suffering mm. because I'm I'm not you know I'm you know it's easy to get you know not confused but it's easy to get uh you know we go through work we go through you know going to uh uh out into this world and um see you get beat up a little bit and um get tired and uh forget who you are to forget who Yahweh says you are there's times where you know I'll just stop and take a deep breath and know that Yahweh is working all things to the good for those that love him and are called according to his purpose and I am that mm. It's a promise for you that is a promise for me in regards to how I feel or what's happening out in this world. Um, y'all, whatever Yahweh says is more important than how I'm feeling, and uh, a lot of people don't like that, <laughs> but you know what? It gives you freedom to be able to throw things down sometimes, you know. Man, sometimes your, your wife might say something that hurts your feelings. Mm. and uh you want to retaliate or get your point across and i'm gonna be honest man there's a lot of times where it's good to just take a deep breath remember that yahweh loves you he loves your wife take into account each other's shortcomings you know but you don't i don't think like i don't think that you have to work and do all these things man to try to be you know, accepted, accepted by God, accepted by your wife. And I, I do think that, yes, we want to strive to live a righteous um, relationship. But I think there again, for me and for what I see in my life is that intimacy with Yahweh, um, you know, and it does say that in the, the, the Bible, you know, that, um, you put him first you know everything else falls in place mm. i'm paraphrasing of course but uh yeah well that um sorry man I, I don't know how long we've been going for at the moment um but yeah because you mentioned it a while ago i think in like a facebook chat or something like that we were talking about it and you briefly mentioned something about um sometimes in ministry um men sacrifice their marriage for their calling if that makes sense yeah. uh, but I, I think um intimacy with Yahweh isn't perfect and what I mean by that is we're not perfect he is um you know and I, I guess that's I guess that's me trying to say um because int intimacy with Yahweh is not perfect because we're not perfect people but like 
I guess like when it comes to Yahweh, he's not looking for um, perfection. He's just looking for us to be present, if that makes sense. So like, right. so even, even if you're, and, and like I've said this before, but you know, you don't marry a perfect person. They, Trinette Shaw didn't marry a perfect person. <laughs> you know, like, and, and I think there's, there's probably, it's going to sound really corny, but just bear with me, <laughs> please. <laughs> but di- I think Disney, like, screwed up our a lot of people's um, perspective when it comes to a relationship because apparently you're going to meet your Prince Charming or your princess, like, perfect person, well-dressed, all that sort of stuff. And it's like, hmm, nah, man, like, your perfect person's got scars. Your perfect person's been through some stuff. Like, life's knocked them around a little bit. They're not going to have a perfect smile, perfect teeth, or perfect hair. Like, they've they've clearly been through some, through some things. And just going from something you said before, I think Yahweh also helps us to um, love our husband, wife, whichever category you fall into, better because when you look at when you look at them and they've been through some stuff or they're going through some stuff or coming out of some some stuff they've been going through you realize like oh man i probably looked ugly you know uglier than that or had a worse attitude than them while they're walking through that going through that or just they've been through that but yet yahweh loves me so I think Yahweh can actually help me love this person the same, if that makes sense. But um, yeah. But yeah, man, just, just, just to finish up, I think, man, um, uh, for people that are listening to this episode, hopefully, <laughs> uh, what are some of your final thoughts? And also, where can people um, uh, find your stuff on social media? Because you just launched a new podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know if I was going to do that ever again. But uh, yeah, yeah. My final thoughts would be this: um, I talk a lot about intimacy and those things. I think that's something I would encourage each person, you know, to make time, discover that for yourself. It could be, it could be music, it could be art, it could be you know, whatever Yahweh leads your heart to take time with him in, um, you know, you can have a very, you can have the closest relationship with Yahweh throughout the day closer than anybody, um, even closer, closer than my wife. You know, there's a lot of times I'm, I'm talking to him, you know, about all these different things. There's times, you know, I realize I'll be like, man, you know, and I'll be like, okay, let's, let's regroup. Let's take 10 and, um, uh, you know, refocus uh i think it's good to uh good to do those things i want to i want to stress that you're not working towards anything Mm. Um, our righteousness is set um it was um it was uh given to us by uh, jesus's finished work on the cross we don't have to do anything for it our righteousness is in him um we just uh want to um, 
fearfully and uh, uh, lovingly. And, you know, like you said, Sean, you brought up a good point um, that you don't have to get to some place. I mean, if you, if you have been watching porn, if you, whatever is going on, whatever your problem is, uh, you don't have to try to clean that off to come into intimacy with Yahweh. He's not, he's not intimidated by, he's not intimidated by your drug use. He's not intimidated by um, your uh, inconsistency, your infidelity with your wife, your husband. He's not uh, intimidated by, um, you know, it could be as simple as something as being hateful with your kids or, you know, whatever it is. Um, Yahweh's not intimidated by, by any one thing. And the only thing that's keeping you from stepping into intimacy with him is you. And don't let that be uh, something that keeps you from, he loves you. And, and, you know, we're, we're in a time right now where uh, it's an exciting time and uh, beautiful and awesome things are happening. And uh, don't let this get by you. Uh, Yahweh loves you. Uh, just talk to him. You know, I started, um, it's crazy, man. I started uh, back in 1993. Um, I was, uh, I was in a bad, bad spot. I was depressed, um, full of anxiety. I was ready to kill myself. And, uh, man, I cried out to God and he met me in a very real and very tangible and very awesome way. And my life hasn't been the same since. And, uh, I've learned a lot. There's been a lot of ups and downs, but man, understanding it's paramount that we understand that he is ready to receive you he does want us to repent and repent means to change the way you think and uh he is ready for us to repent repent yes from the way that we think from the things that uh the way that we think that is keeping us from being close to him and one of those first things is if you think that you're not worthy you are worthy if you think that you're too dirty, you're not too dirty. He loves you. He's ready to receive you. He's ready to talk to you and be intimate with you. Um, you can look on whatever, where, you know, most Spotify, you know, and pick up, you know, on podcast. I have some prior podcasts, a couple, maybe one or two on there with Sean. Um, I'm proud to have, a, I have one on there with my uh, pastor, Maddie Montgomery and my pastor, um, Ian Miller and uh, uh, Anthony Garola and Zach Haggerty and I've got some of those guys on there talking man and some other good friends and some some lovely awesome people that uh, bless my life immensely so yeah you can definitely look that up it's called Reclaiming Eden Podcast um, I've got one out under that that I did uh, this past week and uh We'll see, we'll see how, you know, how the content goes. But like I said, I'll, I'll release it as Yahweh gives me things to talk about. Very easy, Stacy. I'll see you next time, man. I hope, uh, I hope you have a good Christmas, man. Too, uh, man. Hey, guys, and welcome to the bonus section of the podcast. Um, I really hope that you have a happy and merry uh, Christmas. Um, I will be releasing one more podcast uh, next Wednesday. 
and then that's going to be it for 2021. Uh, hope to have you tune in in 2022. Uh, see you guys. God bless.